Welcome. My name is Colleen Patterson, and I'm excited to welcome back my colleague, Peter Gualteri, who leads the growth, mergers, and acquisitions team at Savoy. Today, we will be discussing the second part of Savoy's three-part series on mergers, acquisitions, and strategic partnerships. I hope our listeners learned as much as I did during our first discussion. And one of those key takeaways from session one was really understanding the differences between mergers, acquisitions, and strategic partnerships, and also the commonality between all three of these types of deals, which is they could only be made possible if there was a proper match found. So in thinking about our first conversation, it appears there were many roads to travel regarding mergers, acquisitions, and strategic partnerships. One thing's for certain though, without assistance or guidance, it's kind of like driving a car without a GPS system. It makes getting to your destination a bit more challenging. So that brings us to today's topic, which is the art of negotiations. Peter, can you define what this means and clarify for our listeners what is involved in negotiating a deal? Yes, and uh, hello, Colleen, and thank you for hosting this segment. I look forward to your engaging questions as usual. So let's start by defining what negotiating means. According to the Merriam-Webster dictionary, the definition is to confer with another as to arrive at the settlement of a matter. The key words are confer, another, and settlement. First, I define confer simply as how and what you communicate. This is where the true art of negotiating comes in. I'm sure, like me, you and our listeners had communications that just didn't work out, whether you were buying a car, dealing with kids, trying to close a sales call. We all too often look back and regret what, when, or how we communicated. Should I have not said that, or should I have said this, or maybe I should not have spoken at all? I know I've had plenty of those experiences over the past 40 years. The good news, in the many deals that we've helped orchestrate, as an independent, unbiased intermediary, we help give you a non-emotional perspective. I think we all agree, most decisions made with emotion are not always the wisest. But art is knowing when to slow down, when to speed up, and how to react to the next unexpected turn. The next key word in the definition is another. This is simply finding the right person or entity with whom you should confer. Of course, it's not that simple. There are many mismatched candidates out there. As I mentioned in our previous segment, finding two people or entities that have complementary resources and similar values is not easy in any industry, as most of us really don't know enough about our competitors. This is an area where our team at Savoy has a unique strength in our industry, as we've had over 35 years of firsthand working knowledge with thousands of different organizations. The art is finding the right match. Finally, the last key word in defining negotiating is settlement. This is when you get near the final destination in which each side compromises on the resources and revenue they're bringing to the table and agreeing to the net gain for each party. Like any relationship, if there's not a balance between the parties, the relationship eventually deteriorates. We typically act as an independent mediator on these types of arrangements to help ensure as much as possible a good balance that results in a win-win outcome. 
Peter, thank you for those definitions. It definitely uh, sets the table for today's discussion. So how can Savoy's M&A team help broker partners if they are interested in negotiating either uh, selling, buying, or developing a strategic relationship? Well, the first part of any journey is to first state where you want to go. We provide assistance in just being a sounding board to help discover what do you really want. You'd be surprised at how often during just our first discussion, we unveil a different or modified set of goals or our, our objectives for our partners. Regardless of the size of business, we typically help the respective parties' goals become more crystallized as discussions get more in-depth. One of the main reasons for objectives to change is the gradual learning process in every deal. Goals and objectives get modified as more information is uncovered. In every deal, you don't know what you don't know. However, we help uncover the opportunities and obstacles for both sides. As I previously stated in defining the word negotiating, there are always compromises. This drives goals and expectations to change. The art is helping assure that each side remains balanced and a deal doesn't go off the road. So after gaining a basic understanding of a partner's goals, or as you just said, really helping crystallize those goals, how does your team help evaluate the resources and value each of the items that the partners bring to the table? Well, we can quickly do an initial mathematical review and come up with a ballpark or a back and napkin value of their business or their differentiated services. This is uh, often enlightening as there are a lot of misinterpretations on business values in our industry today. There are many, it depends, in determining value. What may be of value to one organization may be of no value to another. There's many variables to consider such as cash flows, staffing, risk analysis, decision making, etc. These are all signs that have to be read during the journey and we help our partners read the signs and gain a better understanding of these variables. So once a partner has determined their goals and their relative value, is this where your team starts potential matchmaking as we talked about in session one? Precisely, it is. Just like in a sales process, too many choices often confuse and hurt the sale or evaluation process. Therefore, we typically try and start with no more than two, possibly three potential matches and of course, all these negotiations are private and almost always have some type of non-disclosure agreement, commonly referred to as an NDA. We also help arrange that we want to get two acceptable matches so you can compare deals side by side. Of course, it's not always possible, but we try. Typically, all deals eventually come down to one set of parties negotiating. At this point, it's typically termed as an exclusive period and they put all other suitors on hold for 60 days or so. This is a critical point on, of the journey. Each party is so far down the road, they want to complete the deal. However, new information often forces some type of detour or abrupt stop in the negotiations. In the past, I'm proud to be part of our team as we have been very influential in the art of mediating and diffusing points of contention and keeping deals on the road. So assuming the two parties come to a mutually compromised agreement, which you've been talking about, how does your team help them get to their destination of either a merger or even an acquisition? And there's one other thing that I noticed that you haven't mentioned yet, and that's lawyers. So at what point do they enter the picture? 
Well, Colleen, let's address the second part of your question first. Your observation on attorneys is very accurate. Aside from the possible assistance with the non-disclosure, our experience has shown that including lawyers too early in the negotiations may muddy the waters or overcomplicate things, and of course, it'll cost both parties more money. Staying with your road trip analogy, I would suggest waiting to bring the lawyers into the mix later on when you're a few miles from the end of the trip, usually after the basic components are agreed to by each party. At that time, that's when I would suggest bringing the attorneys into the mix. They typically will prepare legal documents to reflect the agreements the two parties already worked out. Of course, they're going to bring up protections for each respective party. At the same time, a more in-depth due diligence takes place, verifying each other's information. In answer to the first part of your question, what our team can provide in getting a deal to the final destination, we've helped some partners by referring attorneys that are familiar with these types of deals. Again, this is a very specialized area. There's many landmines that your attorney friend may not have the expertise. In addition, depending on the size of the deal, we've referred accounting firms or assisted ourselves in analyzing the due diligence information. Even at these final stages, there are last-minute compromises, and having a consultant like Savoy to help mediate a compromise is often essential, not having a deal fall apart at the 11th hour, as many do. Overall, I would strongly endorse always getting independent guidance to help manage the art of negotiating any deal. Peter, thank you so much for your insight and sharing your expertise in M&A and the art of negotiating. I look forward to continuing our conversation with part three of our series, where we will dive deeper into the integration and monitoring of these types of deals and the parameters that exist today in our ever-changing industry. At the end of today's broadcast, if you would like to have a free, preliminary, confidential assessment of your situation, please click the link below in the video description. From all of us at Savoy, stay healthy and safe. Thank you for joining us today.